The worst trip I have ever been on. Let's talk about that. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Just Squatching Around, where we talk about nature, travel, photography, anything outdoors, and everything in between. And I'm your host, Mads. I have been talking about travel this season, and I've been sharing some of my travel stories. Now, we haven't gotten completely into this season yet. I think this is the third episode. But I was going to do a part two of our epic trip that we had just done back in June. I had a feeling, however, that I needed to do this episode just because I am planning our next trip in March And we are going to this place. This will be my second time going to this place. And I'm hoping to have better experience than I did the last time I went to this place. Now, I will be traveling with my fiancé this time around instead of uh, somebody else. I was with a former partner at the time when I went to this place. So I'm hoping that everything goes well and that I can have a better experience this time and not feel like not feel nervous Uh, because that's what I'm feeling right now is I'm just nervous. I'm just kind of anxious to go to this place. Now, where am I talking about? I am talking about Florida. Now, before you get on me, jump my bones about, oh, I can't believe you you would not like Florida. I mean, Florida, come on, because I know a lot of people that are either snowbirds or they just love the beach or they just they just love Florida in general. And I'm not completely knocking on Florida. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of iffy about and meh about that state because I had such a bad experience when I was down there. And it's to the point where, like I said, I am, I'm kind of anxious to go down there and I've kind of been, kind of been like, eh, maybe we'll go here instead or oh, maybe we'll go here instead. Now, we are going in March for my 28th birthday in 2023. Now, this story starts in my, in March for my 21st birthday back in 2016. And I, like I said, I was with a former partner at the time. He wanted to plan a birthday kind of extravaganza week down in Florida because, I mean, we don't have to deal with snow for one. And for two, it's tropical and it's warm and it's nice, especially in early March when you live in Ohio and you potentially can have snow, which we actually did going on our way out of Ohio. It was actually snowing at the time. And we ran into snow in West Virginia as well going down there. But for the most part, he wanted to kind of plan this week out for me. I had no, I I wouldn't say I didn't have a say in it, but I was in college at the time and it was right before our spring break. I happened to be very fortunate to have our spring break land on one of my, on my birthday week. And I was too busy engulfed in that stuff. And he really just was like, oh, let me, let me do this. So I didn't know exactly where we were staying. I knew we were going to the Everglades. I really didn't know after that what we were doing. Um, We kind of talked about going to the Keys, but that was the extent of it. 
And at the time, it was really cool because I was also taking my ornithology class. So I got to I got to put some birds on my list for ornithology class. Anyway, so like I said, we ran into some snow. We had taken our kayaks with us, which are, they were two Pelican 12-footers, I believe is what they are. It's 12-footer. He essentially had the blue version of what I had. And it's on top of this Civic hybrid. It was 2007, I want to say. It was, it was insane. I don't think I'll ever do that again. Like, take those full-blown kayaks out of state and out of state that far. I was excited for this trip. This was going to be the southernmost point that I had ever been on in in the United States. So it was exciting. Now, mind you, I had went to Belize the year before in January in 2015. Now, if you don't know what Belize is, it's a Central America country. It is tropical. They have rainforests, mountains, ocean. They have the second largest reef in the world called the Mesoamerican Reef. And it is just, it's, it was amazing. I feel like when I got to Florida that Belize, I won't say, ru- well, no, I will say this. Belize kind of ruined it for me. Florida just felt like that tourist trap version of Belize, of like a tropical country like that. For instance, take into consideration, like, a good example I would say is going to the Great Smoky Mountains, and they always have those little, like, tourist trap mining areas, instead of going to, like, California and actually going pan, like, mining, pan, pan, panning for gold. Yeah, you know what I mean. Instead of going to an actual place and panning for gold, you're going to this tourist trap and panning for gold, and they have some random jewels that they put in the dirt. That's kind of how Florida felt for me. That random jewels in the dirt kind of thing. Um, it was very under... I guess I would say it's very over overrated, in my opinion, when I first saw it. So when we came into Florida, it was a 12-hour drive to Jacksonville. We had decided we're going to stop for the night, and it was bike week. We never reserved a hotel or anything, so we ended up at a rest area that night. I couldn't sleep, so I was used to overnighters and stuff. I'm like, get out of the driver's seat. I'm going to drive the rest of the way there. We get down there. We were staying in Big Cypress National Preserve, Nature Preserve, National Preserve, I believe it's a National Preserve. Um, anyway, so we were staying at their campground. He had no idea that there wasn't showers at the campground. Mind you, we were going to stay in a tent. Uh, it was pretty. I love the campground. And at the time, I wasn't... I wasn't as experienced as I am now when it comes to not having a shower at a campground. Now I have my hair where I can, I only wash my hair twice a week. So my hair is very acclimated to not being washed for a few days anyway. We ha- we usually get bath wipes now. Uh, we figure it out if we don't have a shower and we typically stay clean for the most part. But back then I was washing my hair in the sink because I was washing it every day doing wet wipe baths because my mom had happened to give us baby wipes, thank God, 
because I don't know what we would have done. And a f- I think we were five days in and we finally went down the road to this other campground that happened to have showers for five bucks a piece. And that was like one of the best showers I have ever taken. I tell you what, go somewhere where you haven't, like, you don't have a shower, but whether it be backpacking, um, going to one of the campgrounds, like at the Smokies, where a lot, like, none of the campgrounds in the Smokies have showers except for our usual uh, Mile High, which is a privately owned campground on the parkway. But go somewhere where you can't have a shower for a few days and then go have a shower, like an actual shower, and it's it's amazing. It was by far the most amazing thing you've ever experienced when it comes to a shower. But it, my birthday was great that week. Uh, we went to Key West. We went snorkeling off of Key West, actually. I will say that it wasn't, obviously it wasn't like Belize. And I feel bad because I, I kept comparing it to Belize because I'm like, that was my last experience of being in a tropical kind of climate area. And so it wasn't fair for one because I was so, I was, I was like, man, I I wish I was in the reef in Belize, but it was, it was a great experience. It was a great birthday. It was a great 21st birthday. We had a crab, crab legs and everything. And it was a great time. And I feel like after that, it went downhill from there. Now, if some of you have been following me for a long time, you have probably have read my blog post, uh, Florida, the Everglade Nightmares. I believe it's called the Everglade Nightmares. I'll leave it. I'll leave a link in the description uh, below this. It is about what I'm about ready to tell you. Now we had gone to different places and had done different things. And when this all like we the fighting started when we went down to Flamingo. And we were going to go kayaking in this canal. And he was trying to tell me that it was the one side where it was obviously a bay and then open ocean. And there was another side that looked more like a river, which is your canal situation. I, coming from the Camp and Canoe capital of Ohio, have been around kayaks and watercraft of that likeness. For many years, and I knew what circumstances you should not or should be kayaking slash canoeing slash whatever you're doing on on the water. And in that instance, I knew for a fact that our kayaks were not built for open ocean or even the bay. And we got about halfway out in the bay and I said, I need to turn around. I can't do this. I can't do this. I, I need to turn around. And we got back and he started fighting with me telling me I was wrong, that that was where we needed to go for the canal, and that's what the map said, and it turned into me dragging my kayak, and I still, to this day, well, actually, we just got rid of it. Um, to this day, it still has deep ruts in the, in the hull, in the bottom of the, of the kayak, uh, because of him not helping me carry my kayak, and Yes, we did find the canal. We did get to swim or kayak with manatees for a little while. And it was great. But I don't know if it was the next day or the day after. We ended up going towards 10,000 Islands. Now, for those of you that probably don't know what 10,000 Islands is, I will tell you. 
10,000 Islands is kind of this little bay area slash open ocean area where there is legitimately 10,000 islands. And it's easy to get lost in these areas because of how much of a maze these islands can be. And we got to the visitor center. He kept looking and kept thinking about it. And he finally was like, um, yeah, we, I really want to go out to the nearest island and I want, I want to kayak out there. Now, mind you, he was not experienced in kayaking whatsoever. He was so not experienced in kayaking. He was, he was entry level at best. Like he, he may have gone out a few times, but he was not by any means equipped to go out on the water. And the day that we actually went out, he, there was kayakers that had already been rescued because they did the same thing. And I told him that and I pointed it out, but the way he was, my former partner at the time that I was dating, that I went with on this trip was kind of childish. I've, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I don't care if he's listening. I'm not naming any names. He was childish. And he was one of those people that you could not argue with because it was either his way or the highway and you were just arguing in circles. And so we went out to 10,000 Islands. Our kayaks were not equipped to do this. I do not suggest anybody taking a Pelican recreational kayak like that out on close to open ocean by any means. I would highly recommend you to get a sea kayak if you're going to be doing that kind of stuff. Me, I knew that I was experienced enough that if something were to happen, I can at least get us to safety. And so we went out to Rabbit Island. We had the map, the compass, the whole nine yards. We went out there. We got out there. It was, it sucked. I'm not gonna lie to you. It sucked. It was an island that had beaches, but it was open on both sides. And I had wanted to go to the beach that day. And that was his form of the beach. So I would have rather have been on the coast and actually at a beach, but here we were. And it was fine when we were staying there. We found a little cove to put the tent. We, you know, I got some really good pictures. It was great. And I, I actually came face to face with a raccoon that night going to the porta pot mm-hmm, at three in the morning. But going back was a whole different story. We didn't have a tide chart, which we, we should have. We honestly should have had a tide chart because you want to go out during low tide, come in. You go out during low tide, come in during high tide. I don't remember. It's been a while. I, I don't care to even remember. I don't even care to do this again. We went out, we weren't very far from the island, and I don't, I, we hit a wave, and I know you got to kind of swing with the wave, you can't, you can't go against it, you gotta swing with it. Well, he didn't do that, and he dumped himself out and all of the contents in the kayak. And luckily, we were close to shore enough that we were able to get closer to the mangroves. But all of our stuff was in there. And now, this is where I'm I'm telling you, this is where I have always, like, been, like, dry bag. See, some a dry bag. Like, dry bag. Thank God that thing floated because that was the only way to have our phones. Um, my shirts were floating around. We finally caught those. 
I can't remember what all he had. I think he just had some of our clothing and our phones and camera on the dry bag and our map. And he tried to throw the map, but he didn't tell me he was throwing it. I was not prepared. I was worried about getting everything else. And so the map actually ended up in the water underneath some mangrove roots. I have no idea to this day where it was. The water was so murky that I couldn't find it. And that was when I went into full panic mode. I went into complete panic mode. We didn't have a map to guide us. Um, We had the compass, thank God, but he didn't, I wouldn't have expected him to know how to read the compass as well. We happened, and there's no boats. When you go out here, out there, there's hardly any boats. I think we might have seen one off into the outskirts distance. There's no boats. You're out in the complete wilderness. You're by yourselves. It is insanely, I've never felt survival mode, and I still haven't felt the survival mode at all until that moment. And I luckily, I don't know how we managed being five miles out in open ocean. I don't know how we managed to have phone service, but we happened to have enough phone service to get a hold of the rangers. And thank God I put the ranger number in my phone. I highly recommend if you ever go out into the backcountry to definitely put the ranger number in your phone because you never know when you're going to run into a high situation like that where somebody gets injured or you run out of food, you get lost. I mean, you don't know. And in that moment, I called the rangers and (laughs) this was like the worst time for a ranger, a park ranger to have a sense of humor because he was joking. He was like, oh yeah, it's going to be 500 bucks for me to go out there for you, which I didn't have at the time. I'm a broke college kid. This guy doesn't save his money worth, worth a thing. And so I'm thinking in my head very quickly how we can get back into shore by ourselves, how we're going to maneuver this, where we might have to stay if we can't get out in there. And finally, he's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll be out soon. So <laughs> this, I tell you what, never, <laughs> never find a park ranger with a sense of humor. Park ranger comes out. He did come and grab us. Uh, he got my former partner first since he was still in the water. And then he grabbed my kayak out and he hadn't strapped the kayaks down. He just had them on the boat. So when we went and we started really zooming once we got out into open ocean, the kayaks actually caught wind and started sliding off the boat. My dumbass partner at the time, I excuse my French, but this is the only way that I can describe it because to this day, that's the only thing I can think of. But my former partner at the time decided he wanted to try and catch said one of the said kayaks. I'm thinking, great, we're going to have a broken arm at this point. Thank God, no broken in- arms, no injuries, nothing to that effect. We went back, circled back around, grabbed the kayaks. He cinched them down, and we were on our way again. This park ranger was like, you guys shouldn't have been out there. It is almost open ocean. These kayaks aren't equipped for this. And I, t- I, I told him, you know, I know, I know. I was trying to tell him that. And it, he pretty much was like, dude, you should have listened to her. <laughs> you should have listened to her. I don't care how much you wanted to be out there. You should have listened to her. Really cool guy. Uh, park ranger was actually from Youngstown, Ohio, which was kind of cool because, you know, we were from Ohio. He was from Ohio. And uh, he kind of told us 
what why he came down there and everything and I told him I was studying environmental science and so he was very intrigued by you know what I was doing and everything and I was intrigued what he was doing and and so it was nice uh I had called my mom once we got back on shore and told her what had happened because it was such a scary situation and to this day I even think about it and I think that's mainly where the anxiety comes from uh thinking about going down there because it was just it was one of those moments that it was like I said survival instinct you just were ready for everything and anything that you have to prepare yourself for and it was it was just a scary situation and the rest of the trip was just it was just it was crap it really honestly was uh my former partner tried to steal ice at Walmart didn't know he was doing that. I thought he paid for it. I was, I think I went off to the bathroom when he was paying for stuff. So I had no idea. Uh, he, <laughs> there was just so many things and it was just like mothering him the whole trip. And I just, it was, it was crazy. And I, I hate to base that experience like on the actual state. And that's why I'm giving Florida a chance again. And that's why I want I want to go back. I want to make better memories in Florida. I have no other state that I have beef with. And I'm talking like in Zion and Utah, we were staying at 13 degrees weather. Like I should have beef with, with Zion, <laughs> but I don't. And it's like in Montana going to going to Snyder's Lake and having the worst experience on a hike that I've ever had. But I still love Montana. With Florida, it was just, I just didn't like Florida. It was like, it was like it's my enemy or something. I have no idea. So we are going back to the Everglades again. And I'm hoping to go to Biscayne National Park as well while we're down there to go snorkeling and doing it right while we're in Florida. And I'm hoping to have better experiences. I'm having somebody else different going with me this time around. My, like I said, my fiance is going with us, with me. And you've probably have all seen him probably have, you know, he's my travel partner. He's my best friend when it comes to traveling. And well, he's my best friend in general, but that's besides the point. But I'm, I know, and I tell myself that you usually when he's traveling with me. Everything, everything's good. Everything is okay. Uh, you might find some hiccups, but he always makes it feel better. And I'm hoping that that's the case for Florida. And I was hoping to be able to take, there's actually a boat tour in 10,000 islands that you can take. And I was hoping to do that. But sadly, that area got hit with Hurricane Ian. So I'm hoping that possibly it'll be open by March. I'm not holding my breath. Of course, every time we go to plan a trip, it's either a pandemic or historic flood or a hurricane. Something something natural has to happen sometimes when it comes to some of these trips. So, in all honesty, I will <laughs> we will take the folding kayaks if we take kayaks this time around. No open ocean. I will never do that again. I will, I don't care who you are. I will stay in the car. I will stay at a hotel. I don't, I don't have any desire. 
hoping to swim with manatees this time around, and I'm just hoping to have a better time in general. And to that, I will end this podcast with a happy trails, and I'm hoping to see you guys in the next one. Next one should be our epic trip part two, because I know you're probably waiting on that. And yeah, till next time.